polarizing figure who's created a blockchain and made a lot of waves along the way. Justin Sun is a tough guy to get a hold of, but we breached the Tron wall and finally had the opportunity to ask Justin some of the tough questions surrounding the Steam takeover, his online banter with Vitalik, and the future of Tron. We may never get this chance again, so we hope you enjoyed this no-holds-barred interview with Justin Sun on episode number 410 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hey guys, this is Charlie Shrem from Crypto IQ, and you are shremming it up with the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad and stay crypto. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious, and today the crypto Tronus. There are some people that are huge fans of Justin Sun in Tron, and there are others that do not like the man at all. That is precise. And during this episode, we we uh, we didn't pull any punches. We asked him all kinds of questions, and he didn't really shy away from anything. Yeah, we finally got him on the show, and uh, he spoke at Virtual Blockchain Week. And if you've missed that interview, that is this. And if you did hear it, you might want to go back and listen again, because there's some secret hidden messages in there. And if you could find them and tell us what they are, we'll give you a bad coin. That's that's really nebulous. They're so secret, I don't even know what they are. Wow, I didn't even realize we were so secretive. Top secret, 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 top secret. I think, Travis, we're somewhere in the ballpark now of 9 million downloads of this show since we began in July 2017. We're going to be celebrating our third birthday here coming up in July. So maybe we'll have to do something special. Also coming up, this is episode 410, but 420 is coming up. And you told me you wanted to do something unique for that. Yeah, I wanted to do a podcast all about crypto and heroin. Wait. Crypto and, and cannabis. Yeah, 420. Crypto and cannabis. So that'll be the Bad Crypto Podcast. That will be. We'll have to put uh, podcast on that one. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it to you to pull that together then, and I will be here by your side as always for that show. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor at eToro and to all of you who are smart enough to take advantage of the offer that we have for you. For a limited time, you can get $50 in free Bitcoin from the Bad Crypto Podcast. If you are in the United States of America, go download the eToro app. You have to go through this link to get the $50 in in Bitcoin. You have to. You must sign up through this link, badco.in forward slash eToro. It's a great app. They've got copy trading, social trading. It's competitive. The fees are low. Badco.in forward slash eToro. Follow the instructions on that page and get $50 in free Bitcoins. Comes Justin's son, <laughs> Today we have the founder and CEO of Tron, but not only Tron. Uh, he's, they've acquired BitTorrent. They have acquired Steam recently, which uh, I hope he chats about that in his in his presentation. And uh, Tron is one of the world's top 10 crypto projects and a lot of dApps are being built on that, especially their 
uh, their Web 4.0 blockchain DAP platform. In 2017, Forbes, Forbes named him uh, in the uh, the top 30 under 30 in Asia and Forbes 30 under 30 China. So he's, he's been doing some amazing stuff. He Not only that, he's a protege of the Chinese tycoon Jack Ma, who created Alibaba. Uh, he's got a master's degree. He, I believe he did some stuff with Ripple early on as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the Virtual Blockchain Week, the one and only Justin Sun. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Great yeah, to have you good, on the show. Good to see you, man. Um, I know people are eager to hear from you. We're actually streaming live a number of places, and one of those places is DLive.TV. So you're yeah. you're talking to your tribe tonight. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. So I just discovered just a week or so ago that Tron actually owns DLive TV. When did that take place, and why? Where do you see the future of you know blockchain and online streaming? I think we uh, uh, we finished the acquisition at the end of 2019. So um, and and also definitely I see a lot of the potential of the blockchain uh, live streaming. Uh, our data have been double uh, since to, uh, since 2020. So uh, right now, um, DLive reached to uh, half a million uh, daily active users and uh, um, above like 4 million uh, monthly active users. And we um, expected the, the data um, to grow um, at the end of the year. Uh, I think we will be like reached to like one million uh, um, daily active users. So um, definitely I'm very optimistic about the, the future. It's very interesting. Now we would be remiss if we did not talk about this whole steam thing because it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, in the crypto world, everyone's thinking, okay, steam's decentralized. How can somebody acquire something that's decentralized? And then also maybe talk about the scenario of how, a lot of these a lot of these exchanges actually use their customer steam that was being held on the exchanges to vote for you know you you to be able to take over steam if you could maybe talk about that because i think that our audience has a lot of questions about that because it's i think it's probably the most controversial thing in 2020 besides the coronavirus <laughs> yeah sure um uh, first of all, uh, we don't think the acquisition is the uh, right word um, uh, to describe the, the partnership between uh, Tron Foundation and, and Steam uh, and Steam uh, Inc. Uh, and at the beginning, we didn't use the uh, word acquisition. Uh, we will more talk about the partnership. So, um, so basically, is the uh, um, Steam Inc. is the leading enterprise in. Um, the Steam ecosystem. So um, basically, you can see um, Steamy Inc. take a certain percentage uh, of the um, tokens inside of the Steam ecosystem. Uh, and also, uh, Steamy.com is one of the uh, most important apps uh, in the ecosystem. So that's the like like more like the relationship. So um, like we can take for for example like uh, Bitcoin like example like Bitcoin like uh, Steam is definitely decentralized, um, but one of the like like company like they hold lots of the uh, like like Bitcoin right. So we can take like 
uh, Satoshi Inc. <laughs> um, so they hold some of the Bitcoin. So that's like the only like like the the relations between the like like the the company and the uh, the blockchain. So so definitely uh, we won't like use a word like acquire like blockchain to um, describe the situation. So I think it is more like a partnership uh, between the Tron and the Steam Inc. And the Steam Inc. definitely have some influence on the um, on the Steam blockchain because they. They are running one of the largest um, uh, DApps uh, blockchain. Um, so that's the for the first thing. And then the second thing, I think is um, so basically the first of all, uh, when Steam Inc. get into the Steam uh, ecosystem, so uh, we find out our assets was frozen by some uh, uh, malicious actors. So you, you can uh, just like take like a Bitcoin as an example. Um, so uh, some, but I don't, I'm not sure, sure this, the same thing gonna happen in the Bitcoin world, but you can just take like some of the malicious um, miners, they target very specific on some certain of the users in the Bitcoin world. For example, like the people don't agree with those miners and Satoshi himself. <laughs> and try to phrase all the, um, basically they already did it. So they phrase all the assets uh, of those users. So that's why uh, we uh, collaborate with the exchange to get those funds recovered. Basically that's like the, the scene uh, 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 we, are, we are doing here. So that's why we believe uh, we are doing the right thing, not only um, um, because we respect the sanctity of the private property. So that's like one of the bottom line, I think is very important in the blockchain. Um, so that's why uh, we, we just recover the funds. That's like the only thing we do. Uh, uh, we didn't do anything other than that. So, so you can see it's like we collaborate with some third parties to refund all the funds for the users which already guaranteed by the secret key they they hold right <laughs> the reason why they hold their secret key is they want to get full access to their funds so that's like the the only thing we do and after that uh, we uh, leave all the decision like made by the um, steam community so uh, right now uh, steam they still is, have a voice they're able to to share what they want and it's not exactly. wasn't really a takeover it's not, exactly. not justin's son's steam now it's still the community exactly. so it just exactly. pissed off some people though didn't it exactly definitely uh we have like a very good track record um like like trunk community also run by themselves mm -hmm. so we just help them right so our position is more like we are willing to help right so and they they can just run on their own. So we are in the position to help the community grow, right? Just like like every crypto community in the world. Well, one of the responses of the community has, you know, been to support the hard fork uh, of yeah. Steam that came out, Hive, right? Yeah. And Hive has really taken off. Um, yeah. Certainly there's a, a little bit of backlash here. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Um, so first of all, we respect people's rise to fork, you know, like uh, uh, Ethereum Classic uh, and also um, like, like Bitcoin Cash, right? So there is a, already a loss of the fork in the industry. 
uh, which we didn't agree is when Hive do the hard work, they actually frozen and take all the funds of those people who disagree with them. So not only us, but also like the older community in Korea and the China, they just take their funds in the Hive blockchain. So it's not like a 100% like half work. And what they do basically is a steal um, from my perspective. Uh, I can like give you like an example. It's like you doing like a, a Bitcoin cash half work, but in the new half work, you take all the Bitcoin communities don't agree with the hard work or they just don't agree with you. So you take all their funds in Bitcoin Cash. I just don't believe this is the right thing to do. I want to I want to maybe chat like from way back whenever you got started because I find that it's interesting that you've been mentored by Jack Ma, who yeah. is the main entrepreneur in China. Like when it, when was the time frame when you when you were being you know mentored by him and was cryptocurrency is this something that you and him like talk about and and is that something that they're sort of thinking about with AliPay to sort of loop some of that stuff in because I think that you have a unique connection with him and he's one of the most powerful entrepreneurs in the world and 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 how does how does the crypto ecosystem going on in his mind do you have any conversations with him around that yeah definitely. The mentorship is back to like 2015. So at that at that time, I was um, just in like very early days of develop my uh, cryptocurrency um, uh, company. So so back then, uh, it's like five years ago already. So t- time flies, you know. You know, it's five 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 years ago. So uh, when I first get into the Hupai University. I think the university is mainly about the entrepreneurship. Uh, Jack Ma wants to um, give back to the com- community and the society after uh, he gets his company listed in New York Stock Exchange. You know, so he start to shift some of his time to educate the new like entrepreneurs and to make sure they understand how to um, make their en- enterprise successful. Because Jack Ma always says. Uh, entrepreneurship itself is charity. So if you can be like a good entrepreneur, it's definitely you benefit lots of the people. So that's why he started Hupai University in the first place. And uh, I think Jack Ma is also uh, one of the um, like like the the earliest people um, to see the potential of the blockchain and the cryptocurrency. Uh, because back to um, 2015, I'm already doing crypto stuff. And Jack Ma admitted that and uh, I got admission to the university, which is already telling the truth because the university is very strict standard. There's only like 30 people can get into the university. And I was the- Wow, 30 people per a year or per semester? Yeah. Per, per, wow. per year, yeah. Wow. And uh, I was the only crypto people at that time. Um, so um, so that's why I believe they definitely think um, blockchain and cryptocurrency has huge potential. And uh, around 2016, I arranged the first tour for the old Hupan um, ent- entrepreneurs to uh, visit lots of the crypto companies. Uh, we visit Ripple, and also we uh, visit Draper uh, uh, University. Uh, a lots of the uh, meet Tim Draper, and lots of the like, like the um, 
um, people are like active in the cryptocurrency world. Um, so I arranged like a, a tour for them. So that's like um, why I believe like 2016, they spent also some of the time on exploring the crypto and the blockchain. And after like 2017, when the crypto really takes off, I also have like the, because at that time, you know, when the cryptocurrency take off, there, there are going to be a lot of the controversial like articles and everybody is talking about blockchain, um, not like in a very positive way, I, I will say in 2017. So that's why uh, I also have like a conversation with Jack Ma uh, and, and uh, he he's still up for the uh, cryptocurrency and the blockchain. Um, not only him, but also like Shi Yuzhu, he is also like one of the mentors in Kupai University. Um, they will always say like, you need to give like innovation a time, you know, as long as they didn't like break the law, you know, you need to allow them to uh, ex- explore themselves, to do the experiments, you know, that that's like the cost of the innovation, you know. So that's why I think he has always been the one who really like helps the uh, crypto community and uh, blockchain to grow in China. So I, I definitely uh, um, believe he has lots of the very positive uh, impact on the blockchain. You mentioned the word controversy and, and you seem to be a bit of a lightning rod for it <laughs> in the space. And there's a number of, of reasons for that. But one of them is around Tether. It's been noticed that a curious yeah. amount of Tether has been issued yeah. on the Tron blockchain. So yeah. the question is, what are some of the benefits of the partnership for Tron and Tether respectively? And and then more specifically, what advantages does Tron offer over other platforms that have USDT issuances? Yeah, sure, definitely. Um, so recently, we just passed like $1 billion. I, I think this is a huge recognition from the uh, crypto community. I think Tron has several uh, benefits. The first advantage is uh, Tron transaction is free. It's completely free. And also at the same time, uh, we don't have the like the traffic jam, um, like Ethereum and Omni uh, recently, like, uh, they always have this kind of the traffic jam. So you can't like send your transaction uh, in a fast speed. So the Tron transaction is always instant and free. This is like extremely important for the traders because you know, when they trade the cryptocurrency, especially in the bull markets like yesterday and uh, uh, in the like bear market in the March like 12th, like every second counts, right? So if they can like credit their funds into the exchange, like after like 30 minutes, uh, the price is changed like dramatically, maybe like already like 10, $10 down or like uh, 10% down or 10% up. So that's why uh, I think this is uh, extremely important. If we have like a stable coin, it's instant and free. So that's why I believe lots of the market makers and the traders these days has been adopted like uh, TRC20, USDT. Uh, and I believe at the end of the year, um, we can occupy at least the 50% of the like, like uh, uh, USDT market share. So, so that's why uh, you can see the strong um, uh, uh, market share has been always grow. Uh, 
So that's why I believe we're gonna surpass like Omni, uh, and at the same time will be like 50-50 to Ethereum. So I think Ethereum will be uh, suitable for those person don't care about speed of the transaction and how long they're gonna get um, uh, their um, um, uh, their token into the exchange, but they they may care about they can use the USDT inside of Ethereum network, right? So Ethereum has like a, a DeFi ecosystem too. They can use like USDT to interact with like other um, um, protocol and DApps. But if they really care about interact with the exchange and they want to credit their funds like earlier uh, and they, they, they really want to like trade instantly, I think Tron will be their, their best choice. Right on. So I, I want to ask about the amazing lunch with Warren Buffett, yeah. right? So like jo- Joel and I were going to go to San Francisco. We were going to be part of that whole festivities. And then you w- had to cancel at the last minute. So I was sort of curious about that. So what was the real story about why you had to cancel that? Because it said, was you was you pressured to cancel that, one? And two, whenever you did meet with Warren Buffett, what was the best advice that he gave you and maybe his, his, his real thoughts around crypto? Because he said he thinks it's rat poison and thinks it's horrible. You know, maybe talk about that meeting and that, and that first, because we were so excited and then, oh, he canceled. He got you were sick or something or maybe the Chinese government told you you had to not meet him yet or something. What happened with all that? Sure, definitely. Um, so first of all, I believe the lunch with Warren Buffett is definitely like one of the uh, most important moments for the crypto community. Um, because um, even though I, I know lots of the people in the crypto community, they they might not like Warren Buffett um, because of the he he always calls like cryptocurrency uh, it's like rat poison or something. But I always believe time will change like everybody's opinion. And the, the most important things um, we, we, we can change, like what Warren Buffett believes is our achievement and accomplishment, right? So definitely I believe like even like in 2019, Warren Buffett already like realized the value of the blockchain. And at the year of 2020, uh, when we talked to them, I definitely think he already become like 50-50. He recognized the valuation of the blockchain but at the same time, he is still like very hesitant about um, about the uh, um, uh, about the uh, cryptocurrency. So that's why I believe um, it's definitely. I mean, maybe next year we're gonna see like more um, um, achievement, and definitely we can see he he's changing his idea. So what about the first part of that question? What happened initially to the meeting that was supposed to happen and then got delayed? So, so basically, I believe. Um, first of all, um, this is uh, um, about the like, like the cancellation. Um, but definitely, um, this is um, only because I'm getting sick. Um, but also, I want to say is uh, is because um, at that time, I also believe um, the Warren Buffett lunch become a little bit controversial because the the people um, sees like like the. Uh, the opinion difference between um, crypto community and the Warren Buffett. And also um, at that time, I, I think it's, it's kind of like out, out of control. So that's why I think the postponement is also uh, have good impact. 
uh, on like uh, cool down a little bit. And eventually we uh, start the lunch and talk with Warren Buffett and get uh, lots of the feedback from them, uh, from him. So definitely I believe the, the whole thing is, uh, is very positive. There's a little bit of a public feud going on between you and Vitalik Buterin yeah. of Ethereum. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been very straightforward with what he thinks of some of the projects you've uh, been involved in. And, and um, how do you respond to him and other critics who would say that your business model basically is purchasing existing networks and then looking to integrate Tron into those platforms rather than innovating your own unique applications and services? Yeah, totally. Uh, first of all, um, uh, I definitely like respect Vitalik's work and his achievement in the crypto um, community. Uh, I think he's like one of the most important uh, person in this industry. Um, so I definitely like respect like everything he do. Uh, but also at the same time, I believe like take um, Tron take a different approach uh, compared to Ethereum. Um, so we we are like more um, focused on the user experience um, side of the things. You can, uh, for example, you can see the uh, USDT um, experience, right? So when uh, we are trying to uh, uh, launch like USDT, we take like USDT more like a consumer product. So we want to serve uh, the traders. We want to serve the market makers. And we want to serve like everybody is using USDT to have the best user experience. So that's why uh, we started Tron in the first place. Um, So like Tron is also compete with Ethereum in the app ecosystem. So that's like um, uh, the thing we do. You you might notice like recently we we reached the partnership with Samsung. So so we also um, um, provide like a distribution channel for the dApps, like every dApp developers, they can feel free to um, um, distribute their apps uh, into um, uh, Samsung Galaxy Store. So actually Samsung like featured the tr- all the Tron uh, um, stuff yesterday. So so that's why I think that's like the same different approach we are taking. So we want to be like more um, product focused and want to be more business focused and we want to serve our community as a customer and provide them with the best experience and the most um, professional services. Now, I got to say this, BitTorrent has been something that I've been a fan of for many years. And then you guys, you guys acquired BitTorrent a couple of years ago. What is the long-term version uh, or long-term vision of uh, Tron plus BitTorrent, how are they going to work together because with the media sharing aspect? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some some people, like, because BitTorrent is very popular since, like, 2003, like, early um, early 2000s. So some of the people uh, may think, like, BitTorrent is kind of, like, obsolete or, like, uh, BitTorrent is out of time. But I want to share, like, some data uh, here today, like BitTorrent actually is very popular these days, um, still among the, even not considered um, the decentralized world, but also as an internet product is still like very popular. Our um, DAU and MAU and also the the daily active users in the whole BitTorrent ecosystem, 
not only like BitTorrent and uTorrent, but also like everything is has been like very popular uh, since um, the early days. And after um, COVID-19, uh, our data actually increased 30%. It's, it's very huge if you're considering the, the user base of BitTorrent. So basically we are adding up like 30 million of the monthly active users in COVID-19 period. So you can see the uh, user base is still um, a very large user base. And, and also um, the same time, um, after we acquire uh, BitTorrent, I think first of all, uh, we, ha we have two objects. So um, first of all, we invest a lot of the money and the resources into um, um, BitTorrent ecosystem and the combine the BitTorrent ecosystem with the crypto uh, ecosystem. So we offer like BitTorrent Speed, um, BTFS services um, to our customer. So we, we're gonna roll out to a large percentage of our users in 2020. So I think in 2020, you can see the majority percentage of the, our uh, existing user base, uh, which means 100 million uh, active users, they will start to use uh, crypto as a services to accelerate their downloading in the BitTorrent ecosystem mm -hmm. and also to spend money for the decentralized storage and also um, the second part we has been like invest a lot of the money uh, is uh, um, uh, web experience. So lots of the people has been get used to use BitTorrent as a client in the Windows and the Mac. But this year, um, the majority of our energy is to roll out uh, uTorrent web and BitTorrent web. So it's like, it, it's kind of like Netflix and uh, YouTube kind of the user experience. I got to tell you, I don't like that at all. I prefer to have it as a client. So then I can monitor how much of this, how much of the energy it's using when it's tapped into the browser. It seems, it seems to be more of a wonky experience. I think that maybe some of the old G's who've been using BitTorrent for years prefer to have it as a standalone browser. So you can monitor it and see how much of your energy it's taking. When you put it as on the web, then, and then I'm using Chrome and Chrome is already a resource hog. And so now you're making Chrome worse. Um, so basically we definitely has lots of the uh, job to doing, uh, to do there, uh, to improve the user experience, to uh, make like everybody like the product. Uh, actually we do a little bit like launch uh, in the Mac this year. So uh, we, we didn't support like clients anymore and we offer like uTorrent web and the BitTorrent web on Mac. Uh, from the data we collect from the Mac, actually uh, I believe the user liked the product. So um, they are very active on the Mac product. Um, but definitely, I mean, on the Windows, we will keep the, the both um, options. So if you don't like the, the, um, the UT web experience, you can switch back to the, um, to the clients and use it. Uh, that's like no problem. Um, but also I believe the, um, the web is the future is for several reasons. First of all, uh, web is easier to uh, update uh, in the first place. So it's way uh, easier to update the clients and it's way easier to have like, uh, uh, like, like one user experience for everybody. Uh, and also um, the second thing, yeah, is also uh, web is very um, 
it's very uh, easy to do the streaming services. So um, you can see today's DLive and we are also going to like launch decentralized live. We, we have been like also uh, working pull lots of the, our time out. So I, I think you will see in the future Decentralized live streaming services will also be available. That does make sense. That does make sense. Tying in BitTorrent with DLive and creating decentralized streaming. That makes sense to me. Well, just as we uh, we get ready to wrap up here, let's just talk about the future. What do you, you know, what's next for Tron and, and for the crypto space in general? I think close to the halfling. So right now we are, uh, we, we, we're seeing a lot of the momentum, right, from the crypto community. And also at the same time, I believe um, this year, um, DeFi is one of the like most important things. Uh, recently, we are also focused on, for example, we uh, collaborate with uh, Just Network to launch the decentralized platform on Tron. So these days you can easier to take TRX as a collateral and also um, put to get um, USDJ as a stable coin. So we are launched on um, the May 5th uh, on Ploniax. So everybody can go to the Ploniax to get GST token. And also we airdrop all the GST token to the existing TRX users. So if you want to get GST tokens, you can just hold TRX. Is that JST, the Justin Sun Tron token? So uh, it's not like name after me. So <laughs> we just name it Just Token. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Justin, we appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for joining us for Virtual Blockchain Week. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. We'll let you go uh, run with it. And so we brought him on live and the team after his team, after going back and forth with our producer multiple times, said that he was going to be delivering a presentation. So he was going to have slides and deliver a talk. And basically we would, you know, back away from the uh, the cameras and the microphone and let him do his thing. And he came on and I said, so I understand you've got a presentation. He's like, no. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, so so we had to come up with all these questions on the fly. Which was actually, for me, it was better because we got to ask him these, yeah. you know, these questions that a lot of people have wanted to ask him. And I think afterwards, his team was probably, you know, this was not approved. And I, mean, I don't know for sure what happened, but I don't know if he'll ever come back again. Right. He, he, was, well, cool. he was a nice guy. He handled it all nicely. And just think about it. I mean, you look, listen, to that, listen to that interview. What amazing questions that we had. We're, we're super genius right there with no preparation. <laughs> Do you need a pat on the back? There. Yeah. Should I play more guitar? <laughs> well, maybe you can play us out here in a minute. But first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show and subscribing and sharing. We are debuting our new show focused on digital collectibles and NFTs on Friday, which is going to be May the 29th. It's going to be live and it's called The Nifty Show. Yes. It's all about digital collectibles and nfts so the word nifty has nft in it you get it so oh see i didn't uh, even pick up on that i see, just yeah so we're gonna be talking about all the cool things the collectibles cars the, uh, the the different tokens and all the cool ways that you can use it it's not they're not just cards and games and fun i mean you can put business cards on on in an nft you can put coupons you can do all kinds of offers and different things so 
we put our marketing hat on and we said, man, you know, this is really, really going to be a way that people are going to tiptoe into the crypto. Oh, you like that? Tiptoe to the crypto. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're streaming this show live to all of the places, right? It's going to be on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter account. It's going to be on DLive. But we really want to encourage the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia to watch on Theta TV. It is a decentralized live streaming network where you can earn crypto, we can earn crypto, and it kind of says to the other mainstream outlets, all right, you know, you're fine, but this is the future. And so if you'll go now and just get signed up, go to nifty.show forward slash theta, T-H-E-T-A nifty.show forward slash theta and we want you to come join us on friday four o'clock eastern time one o'clock pacific figure out your time zone if you're not in one of those uh and it's going to be live so we're going to be watching the chat room it's not going to be a you know produced show that's edited like this podcast it's going to be here we are we're going to talk about the latest news we're going to have visuals to show you nfts we're going to talk about what we think is coming next and you want to be a part of this because nfts and digital collectibles are going to play a key role in the mass adoption of crypto and blockchain yeah if you haven't if you haven't told by now uh, we're excited about it Right. We like it. We can tell it's, it's we, we're having fun with it. And we normally go where the fun leads us because Mr. Joel Com wrote a book called The Fun, the fun Formula. So he's all about the fun and the phone. The, the, the phone. flan formula. Is that a recipe? The phone formula. The phone formula. Buy a phone. Use it. Sometimes even as a phone. Yeah, it's going to be really a lot of fun to do this show. We're not putting a hard time limit on it. We will be recording it and then putting out the audio version as a podcast. But this is kind of a really interesting opportunity for you to engage with us, to ask questions as we go. We'll be bringing in guests. We'll have interviews, you know, from week to week. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. It is going to be live. And Mr. Travis Wright and I are taking that next step. We're going to have some prizes, some prizes. Some surprises, no prizes, just sur yes, Mr. Surprise. Well, there will be an NFT on most episodes. Well, I don't think on the first one we are, just because we're setting everything up and getting things uh, rolling and in place. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you are a fan of NFTs, there will be NFTs for you. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss it. Put it on your calendar, Friday, uh, March, I keep forgetting the day every time I say it, the 29th, it's going to take place at 29th 4th. of May, not March, that was a couple months ago. I'm sorry, May. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, uh, I think this uh, lockdown's getting you, brother. The, the brain cells are just with every day we're quarantined. Actually, in Denver, a lot of people are, are getting out and uh, at about. Dispensaries are open. That's great. Well, they've been open. I think they've been deemed essential all along. Yeah. You know what's essential? You guys are essential. Thank you for listening to the show, for supporting the show, for making it such a success that it is couldn't do it without you we'll catch you on the next episode until then please stay bad who's bad 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.